Right now, we're going to uh, break aside from our regular program. We, we do have a special guest in our studios, uh, and we're going to be talking with uh, the um, president of the uh, um, Southern Minnesota Initiative Foundation, Tim Petty. Good morning, Tim. Thank Good you so morning, much Jeff. for coming and, in. And you're right. What would you go from uh, almost 70 degrees yesterday to 35 degrees this morning? <laughs> this is Minnesota. Yeah, boy, have you seen that in all your time in Southern Minnesota? Uh, yeah. Every year, every year. Uh, Tim Petty, you, you've been on... Uh, our show a number of times yeah. with Wayne and here and, and representing in particular the uh, Southern Minnesota Initiative Foundation. Uh, let's first of all talk about that. It's been a few years. I think it was pre-COVID maybe but, but since we've had you on. Yeah, since I've been in studio. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, the foundation has been around for um, uh, almost 35 years now, came into existence in the middle of the 1980s when all of rural America was suffering through the farm crisis and far too many family farms were going under, uh, and this foundation was created with an initial grant from the, from the McKnight Foundation, which at that time was the largest family foundation in our state, uh, because they saw that uh, rural Minnesota was struggling and they wanted to do something to, to help invest in the future of rural. Uh, so they seeded the creation of six rural foundations, of which our foundation is one. Uh, and, and our mission from day one has simply been to find ways to invest in uh, the economic vitality of our part of the state. We serve at the Southern Minnesota Initiative Foundation, a 20-county region in south-central, southeastern Minnesota. And uh, we focus on um, three areas of work, uh, small-town programming, uh, with grants and, and free paint for projects, things of that sort. Uh, we also invest uh, heavily in entrepreneurship here in the region. We do that in partnership with local EDAs and chambers and other uh, economic development uh, entities. And then we invest heavily uh, in early childhood needs within the region. And there again, partnering with other organizations that are trying to meet those important needs. We were talking a bit about that uh, before we uh, came on to the air. Uh, some of the programs that you have that's going on right now at this very minute, I'm thinking, boy, you've got to be a multitasker, Tim. It, a lot of things going on all at once. Yeah, well, within each of the three program areas that mm -hmm. I've described, we've got a number of initiatives. For example, right now we have um, we're reviewing grants for our annual early childhood grant program, which is designed to enhance and improve early childhood programming or offerings within communities across southern Minnesota. So very often a school district through its ECFE program or other groups will apply for these grants. Uh, and so we'll be announcing the recipients of those grants in the not-too-distant future. Uh, we're also right now offering an opportunity for an inclusive communities grant where we're trying to encourage communities to do a better job of uh, outreach and inclusion in economic development efforts for new immigrant and minority populations in those towns. So that grant application is available right now. You can uh, go to www.smifoundation.org mm -hmm. and can find uh, the grant application forms there. Uh, so those two things are going on right now. We just announced a couple of weeks ago that we have uh, four communities that have been selected for our Rural Entrepreneur Venture Program, which is a multi-year uh, uh, coaching uh, program where we go into communities and work with them about uh, how to 
improve their entrepreneurial culture, to support existing businesses, attract new businesses, grow their local economy. And the, um, the towns selected for that include the school district of um, Winthrop, Gibbon, Fairfax, uh, up in Sibley County. Uh, Casson, Minnesota has, has been selected for that program. Plainview, Minnesota was selected, and um, Caledonia. So we're going to be at the front end of bringing those communities into this uh, economic development process. So there's more, but that's kind of a... Oh, oh I did tell you that we've mm-hmm. also got early childhood trainings uh, going on now for child care providers. Uh, these are at no cost, typically in the evening or on a weekend, uh, make it easier for them to participate. But it allows them to get the continuing ed credits they need to stay in business and be the best they can be with these young preschool-age kids in their care. So all of that is going on and more. (laughs) And we'll talk about the local foods festival (laughs) later in the program, I'm sure. Yeah, we're going to get to that in just a moment. You know, I noticed that uh, while you're going through all those, you have specific needs. You're targeting specific areas and identifying. How how do you identify and target a specific area? Do you have a team that uh, constantly is working on uh, that type of? Uh, that type of issue? Yeah, our priorities are driven by our board of directors. We have 14 people on our board. They are drawn from across um, the 20 county region. They have uh, varying backgrounds, so they bring different expertise to the table. Uh, We have, of course, folks on our board that are very interested in the entrepreneurial work we do, others that have expertise in early childhood. Aaron Bailey, who runs uh, Mm -hmm. the community ed programming here in town, is on our board, so uh, she brings that perspective. Um, So they really define uh, how we're going to organize our work, but... um, you know, I came out of a political background, and a couple things I learned in politics is that uh, if you spread too few dollars over too many things, you're not going to move the needle. You're not going to get much done. So uh, we really have tightened our focus in these three buckets of small-town help, um, early childhood programming, and entrepreneurship uh, as a way of focusing our work so that the dollars we bring to the table uh, here in this region can have a bigger impact. You'd mentioned that uh, when the Southern Minnesota Initiative Foundation was formed, it was it kind of sprung out of the ag crisis back in the 1980s. And we're here to talk about some ag-related type uh, 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 programs that you have going on right now. You have a, a brochure with you. It's called Local Feast. Tell us about it. Yeah, well, the Feast Collaborative is, is an outgrowth of our efforts in uh, the entrepreneur space. And what we found... Uh, Uh, a number of years ago is that more and more of the loan requests and grant requests coming to our foundation were in this local foods arena. And um, we we did a study uh, uh, and um, identified some of the needs uh, in in the local food space. Uh, uh, A lot of folks are content just to kind of do the farmer's markets, and they're great and they're wonderful, but a number of these folks were really trying to grow their business and and support their family with this business. So uh, we uh, worked to create a collaborative that includes a a major partner renewing the countryside, uh, but it also includes other folks that are involved in local foods in one way or another, sustainable farming groups, uh, the wine growers, uh, and and others uh, to identify projects and activities that we could invest in that would really advance 
and enhance the local food sector here in our part of the state. Uh, so among the things we've done is we created a micro-loan program, a grow-a-farmer loan program uh, that we administer at our foundations. So it allows uh, local food producers and processors, if they need a, a, a modest loan to purchase equipment, whatever it might be, uh, we, can, we can offer that. It also um, led to an annual meetup of local food producers from our area uh, so that uh, this is, is a meetup day where buyers, grocery stores, restaurants will come and sample and, and hopefully end up writing purchase contracts mm-hmm. uh, for the uh, the food that they uh, that they identify at this event. Uh, we hold that in Cannon Falls uh, every March. Um, it's also a training day for local food producers and processors where we bring in technical assistants and, and other speakers. But the big deal every year is early November, and this year it'll be Saturday, November 4th at the Mayo Civic Center. We do this feast festival, which I always refer to as a farmer's market on steroids. Uh, Last year we had, I think, 90 exhibitors at this event. Uh, It does include uh, wineries, cideries, cideries, distilleries, um, breweries, but all, all in all, uh, local food producers and processors with syrups and sauces and jellies and jams and meat products and cheese products, you name it. Um, and we had like 1,300 people come to this event last year. So it's a great way to celebrate local foods here in our part of the state, uh, raise awareness of how important uh, these are to our local economy. And um, so that's part of why I'm here today is to kind of promote the event. It's coming up in just uh, eight short days. Wow. Yeah, I really love the uh, local aspect of it because it tastes different. <laughs> it's, there's something good about a, uh, you know, a sandwich that was produced right over there, you know, in, in that field or on that farm or, or anything that you're eating. Uh, it tastes better when it comes right from the, when you don't have to put the preservatives in there and you don't have to do a, a lot of the things that the big box do. Well, what we know is that in, in the local food sector, most of these folks are, are growing organically. They, they, uh, uh, and, the, and they're typically growing on small plots of land. So what I, you know, I grew up in a small family farm down by Elbert Lee. Uh, and what I like about this is it's an opportunity for pe- people with a small acreage to actually make a living, create a business. Uh, and, um, and, of course, more and more consumers want to buy something that's sourced locally. And uh, that's why restaurants and grocery stores are now increasingly uh, trying to find uh, these local food producers and processors to get some of these goods on, on their shelf. Uh, once again, Tim Penny is with us from the uh, Southern Minnesota Foundation Initiative. We're talking about uh, an event that's coming up next week at Rochester. You mentioned it's at the, is it Mayo? the Mayo Civic Center. Mayo Civic Center. Uh how do people go to that? I mean, can anybody just go to it? Yeah, or? yeah. Well, it's um, we've, this is our 10th annual Local Foods Feast Festival, uh, and we've held it uh, religiously at the Mayo Civic Center. Um, there's parking nearby. It's pretty convenient to get there. Uh, and, uh, and it's not that pricey. Uh, it's $8 if you buy in advance, $10 at the door. Kids under 12 are free, so it really is very much a family affair, a family event. Uh, if you want to order tickets in advance, you can go to local-feast.org and, and get your tickets that way. Um, but again, it's, uh, it's just 10 bucks at the door. So $8 in advance, 10 bucks at the door, uh, kids under 12 free. So, uh, 
Come on out. And will there be edibles at that time? Yes. <laughs> every every exhibitor right. will give you samples of the food that uh, that they're displaying. And there will be food um, cooking demonstrations every hour on the hour. There are activities for the kids. I think there's face painting. Uh, uh, I think it's veggie car races. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and there's entertainment uh, throughout the day. I think we've got some background music. Uh, a local entertainer will be there. Um, so it's it's really a very festive event. All right, and that's a, a week from tomorrow. Tim, we have just a, another a minute or two, but I want to touch on something that uh, is kind of a, I, I've noticed uh, the, the trend throughout the conversation that we've had, and that is with the Southern uh, Minnesota Initiative, uh, the partnerships and collaborations that you've had. We've had a number of stories that we run on the news really all the time from press releases and information that we get from you. Uh, the importance of that, boy, it really seems to have grown. And w- what what a wonderful thing to, to be able to collaborate with organizations throughout southern Minnesota. Well, our motto at the Southern Minnesota Initiative Foundation is collaborating for regional vitality. Uh, because in all of our areas of work, early childhood entrepreneurship, this local foods work. Uh, We're seeking out others that are invested and interested in advancing uh, these needs within our region or or responding to these needs within our region and then finding an effective way for us to bring our resources to the table. Uh, Another thing I learned in my political life is – is that if you if you cooperate, you work together, uh, the, the sum is always greater than the parts. So instead of everybody working in their own silo, by coming together, there's a synergy that grows out of that, and you produce better results. Mm-hmm. Tim, is there anything else you'd like to mention, either about the event that's coming up next week or about the, the initiative itself? Well, I do want to remind folks again, it's Saturday, November 4th, uh, from 10 to 4 in the afternoon at the Mayo Civic Center, uh, the Feast Festival. Uh, you can, again, get tickets in advance, if you like, at local-feast.org. Um, but uh, there'll be uh, uh, tickets uh, uh, available um, the day of the event. Just uh, just show up and uh, get in line. Um, a little higher price point if you want to do the, the distilled spirits, the brewery mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, but... Um, but it's a, a great family affair, and we really look forward to folks being there. Uh, there are a couple of things that our foundation is doing right here in Northfield. We're, uh, we're involved uh, in, in, uh, with, with some dollars we got through the Department of Economic Development with the uh, development project that's going on to replace the, what had been the Archer House. Sure. So we're involved with that. Uh, and then some years ago, uh, we were involved in helping uh, launch the uh, art walk that coincides with the farmer's market here mm-hmm. in town. And I know that that program uh, carries on and has been uh, quite an addition uh, uh, to, to the community's uh, civic life. And we're proud to have played a very small role at the very front end in, in helping uh, support the launch of that. That has become a very successful and popular program through the uh, years. They do a great job as well. So uh, Saturdays during the spring and the uh, summer and the fall, we have a great time. And hopefully we'll enjoy the Archer House, too, or what uh, the it, Archer, I guess it'll be. It's and coming along. It's coming along, and maybe they'll be breaking ground in the near future, very near future. Let's keep our fingers crossed. Tim Petty, thank you so much for coming on today. You bet. Thank mm-hmm. you, Jeff. Tim Petty from the Southern Minnesota Initiative Foundation.